Our gospel today comes from the gospel of Matthew in the 15th chapter. And as I thought about Bold Women Sunday, I thought of this story, the story of the Canaanite woman's faith. Uh, See if it sounds like she is a woman of bold faith as we read this story. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. Jesus answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Friends, grace and peace to you from God, our creator and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Bold Women Sunday. Now, I'm sure that when I say those words, you have a picture of people, many people maybe in your mind, that have been in your life. I am so grateful for so many women who have been in my life, um, shaped my life, my faith, my character. I think of all first of a bold woman who for whatever reason decided she couldn't care for me on her own and made the selfless decision to give me up for adoption so that another loving family could raise me. And I think of my grandmother, my mother, my aunts, my sister, neighbors, teachers, pastors. I think of my lifelong friends who are my sisters, even though we don't share the same blood. I am grateful for all the things that I have learned and Um, been inspired to do because of them. I'm sure you have some people like that too. And there are people sitting out here right now that I would include in my list as well. Bold Women Sunday. I chose this story about the Canaanite woman because you see, she's very bold. She, well, Jesus, first of all, is in a foreign land. And she is a foreigner. She's a foreigner, she's a woman, and she approaches this group of men and speaks to them. It doesn't get any bolder than that when you're reading in ancient times. But she feels like she must stand up. She must stand up and speak out. Her daughter is ill. But she's also representing foreigners, voiceless people, people suffering, people who need Jesus' help. And the thing I want you to really remember about that story is if you look in your Bible and you reread this story again this afternoon, 
understand that after this encounter, Jesus' ministry changes. Jesus points out that he's there for the house of Israel, but after this encounter, Jesus begins ministering to all nations, all people, Gentiles, and Jews. So I have to think that that story is very relevant for us today. It's also very important that it's in the Bible to teach us the direction that we should go. We are very um, honored and grateful today to have some inspirational women of our community to tell their story and their witness about how bold faith looks. Bold is sometimes loud and upfront, and other times bold might be quiet with small steps chipping away at a bigger issue. It comes in all different ways and sizes, and I hope that you will be inspired after hearing their stories of how you might be bold as well. So I would like to welcome my bold women up now to come forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're all on. We're on. Good morning. Good morning. Such inter- interesting stories that we will hear today. So first of all, Sister Kathleen, we are so honored to have you here with worship today. As we were talking and preparing for today, we kind of chuckled about when I was growing up, This conversation would never happen in the middle of a worship service. Woman pastor talking about bold faith with a sister. No, that would be unheard of. So, so grateful to have you here today. So I'm sure many people here know who you are, but there might be some that don't. So could you begin by just telling us who you are and what you do? Good morning. I'm just so glad to be here. I feel very much at home. Thank you. Um, as she said, my name is Sister Kathleen Barron. I grew up near Watertown um, on a farm, and I went eight years to a rural school, which some of you may not even know what that is anymore, but it was at Grover, South Dakota, a little town that isn't even there anymore. But I am so grateful for those years because Who I am today and what I do today really has its roots in those early years. And I think that's the kind of a message that I think as as women who are who are involved in many things today, it's the it's those first years. It's the hospitality that my parents exhibited to everyone who came to the door. It's the world map that was on the wall of the rural school where I went and I saw it every day. And I became very curious about all those other countries. And I think that kind of prompted my interest in the work that I'm currently doing. Um, I won't bore you with all my experiences because I've done everything from 
I got a home ec degree from SDSU. Yes. And then I went back to school and I taught eighth grade, which I didn't have a clue how to do. But, you know, you learn as you do it. And then um, taught high school, a little bit of college. And the most important thing I ever did, I think, in my background was to, to work with preschool children and parents. And when I got my master's degree to do that, that really set me on a road of caring for the vulnerable. And that's kind of where, where I ended up, even though in the meantime, under the vow of obedience, which some of you would understand quite well, I got a, a canon law degree. So I have worked with that also through my years. But I think the key thing is that everything that I've ever done, I didn't know how to do. And then I learned how to do it, and then it helped me do the next thing I didn't know how to do. Yeah, I think when we were talking, you said, I would be asked to do this and say, I know, I don't know how to do that, I don't want to do that, how could I do that? But I did it, and I learned it. And as soon as I got good at that, they said, now we want you to do this. And I said, I don't want to do that, I don't know how to do that. And it just kept happening over and over and over, right? right. You referred to as your call to obedience. We would also say it's our vocation in the priesthood of saints, yes. yes. And, and you can all relate to that. I mean, it's how we, it's how we live. It we, is. We learn day by day. So now your work with the Presentation Sisters, you have done all kinds of things. You are here in Aberdeen, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us what your current role is, how you were, um, what your current responsibilities are and have been for the last few years. Well, um, when I came back to Aberdeen in 2004, I came back um, kind of in between jobs because I've been a presentation sister since the end of my sophomore year of college. And I know you can all add, but that's 62 years ago. So, you know where I am today. So, um, when I came back, I came back to work some, a little bit in development, a little bit on our leadership team. And then um, I became, I was very involved with the board level of our health system, which is Avera Health. And have worked with that for many years also. But what I really am doing now is five years ago, two of us were asked to do again what I never wanted to do or knew how to do, and that was to become a badged lobbyist during the time of our legislature. And the reason that we did it was the reason that you chose the, the woman's story today, because we are, we are there to be a voice for those who, are, who have no voice. And so we've worked with, um, probably the last eight or 10 years, we've worked with specific issues, but for five years now, I've been driving to Pierre back and forth during the session, and we have worked with immigration issues, we've worked with Medicaid expansion when we were trying to get that through, We've worked with um, getting more pay for teachers. We've worked with the issues um, that affect children. In fact, Monday morning at 7.45, you could say a little prayer because there's a committee meeting on um, setting up an advisory commission for early childhood. And 
Um, I plan to testify on that with a little historical evidence. So um, that's what I'm doing today. Very sharp lady with a very big heart. Yeah. What about one quick story you told me about the first time you showed up there? How did that feel? What was that like? Well, I don't wear a habit anymore. I did for many years, but I think I'm dowdy looking enough that everybody knew who I was. <laughs> um, and so it didn't take long before the whole legislature knew that there were two sisters and they weren't going away. <laughs> and um, so we have worked as much as we can with the legislators. We tried really hard not to bug them because they've got a huge job and they have a lot to do in a very short period of time. But I really um, encourage you to write emails, write postcards, call, catch them when they're home, go to the Cracker Barrels, um, be involved because we do have an impact. And just as an example, I heard one legislature last week, who isn't on my list of probably close friends, but I said, he, uh, he said that he was going to vote, he wanted to vote no, but he was going to vote yes because he had received 30 emails from his constituents, and that made a difference. So get out to vote, um, pay attention to what's going on, and I only have about two weeks left. We don't go the last week because that's all um, done within just the legislature. There are no committees. But I've got two more weeks of travel. Will I be glad when it's over? Mm -hmm. But have <laughs> I learned a lot in five years? Yes. And I'm grateful for the experience. And again, it was something I didn't know how to do. So, Thank you so much, Sister Kathleen. Can we give her a round of applause? I'd say that you're an example of that Jesus is very political, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe, a little bit, okay. All right, so our next bold women, I think many of you know them very well. Again, some of you might not, so I'm going to just begin by having them introduce themselves and tell us kind of what they do during the day, what, what their normal life's like. Okay, hello, I'm Janice Heyer. In the last 13 years, I've been privileged and blessed to be Director of Administration here at Bethlehem. And prior to that, um, 20 years as a school administrator and teacher. And I'm Vicki Beck, and I am retired, and I worked for, I retired in 2012 from Wells Fargo Bank. I was there for 36 years. Can't hear me. Okay. <laughs> I was there for 36 years, um, and now I do some volunteering here at the church, and I'm also one of three uh, wedding coordinators, and I have done that for about 10 years, and that's a fun, really fun job, and I enjoy that. Well, we're really grateful to have you here this morning. I heard a story, this is a while back, um, of something that these two ladies had had a brainstorm about and decided there was a need, and they wanted to do something about it. Many of you know that right across the street from Bethlehem is LSS's New Beginning Center. And uh, at LSS, there are 
teenagers, 18 or younger, that have res- they live there residentially. They're kids that have been displaced, their homes aren't safe, or they've gotten in trouble, all kinds of problems, um, maybe bounced around from place to place. And so they had on their heart that we need to do something about this. So tell us a little bit about what you started up. Okay, it was three years ago. I wasn't even thinking about this at all. And the, our last child was a senior in high school. And just out of the blue, as the expression goes, I heard this nudge to say, you need to work with the girls at the New Beginning Center, teaching life skills. And I said, that's a great idea. I would love that, but I'm really busy. You know I'm busy. I'm really busy. And um, that nudge kept coming. It didn't stop. I wasn't even thinking about it. And it would come, and it would come, and it would return. It took three years. By then, we were empty nesters. And I thought, instead of measuring the cost of why I can't do this, what is the expense if, if I don't follow this nudge? What is the true expense? So then I thought, and this was before Vicki was involved. This was still... Um, this nudge I was getting. So I thought, I certainly can't go over there and say, hi, my name is Janice, and God's been telling me for three years that I need to come in here and work with the girls. So I knew we had to have a plan. So um, I took pen to paper, spent a weekend thinking, what would that look like? What did I share with my girls? We had two daughters that these girls are not going to be able to hear. And after a lot of note-taking, it's summarized down to six, six content lessons. So it would be six sessions. And I thought, if they hate it, then it's only six weeks, six Saturdays. Or if it doesn't work for some reason, it's not a, a long-term commitment, but we can dip our toes in the water. So then I got approval, went through some chains, but I, um, chains of command over there, but I wanted a partner like we do at Bethlehem for safety and for help and for fellowship. So I was looking, praying for a mama who raised a daughter and who would have time, maybe be in that, what we call third quarter of life. Quarter one, you go to school. Quarter two, you raise your family. Quarter three, you, you have more time to serve and it can be a joy. Quarter four, you mentor. And Vicki Beck's name came to my mind She's a loving heart. She raised a daughter on her own. And what did you say? Well, when she came up to me, and um, I guess I said, well, why me? I don't remember saying that, but (laughs) I did say that. And right away I thought, oh, I can't. I was thinking she needed somebody to lead some of her sessions or come up with her wonderful ideas, and that's not me. that, That would be way out of my comfort zone. But what she really needed was somebody to do the things that she didn't have time to do, uh, go get supplies, um, make coffee. I told her I I love to bake and I could bake and um, just do some of those little things, uh, make some phone calls. And that's basically what I do. And she has pretty much stuck to that. She hasn't made me do too much that I'm not comfortable with. So, So you gather with girls they come over here to the church. This is, on your, this is on their own time, too. Let me explain. They do this on Saturdays. It's really outside of their normal responsibilities. Um, what would be 
What's, what's something that you, uh, an experience that you take away from with the girls that's really touched you or you feel the impact of what you're doing? Well, one comes to mind is at the end of one of our sessions, uh, we were all, we were done and we were getting ready to leave. And one of the girls um, told us that she had been to court that week and the judge had granted her, that, or let her, or say, say she could go home that week and the girl said, asked the judge if she could please stay at New Beginning Center until we were done with the, we had two more sessions left and she did not want to leave until uh, those sessions were over. So I guess what uh, the judge did is he wrote New Beginning Center a letter and he granted her so she got to stay for the other two and that was really a tearjerker for all of us and um, they certainly have blessed me more than I have blessed them, I believe. Well, probably both. But, and I'm sure you have more stories, too. And please, I invite you to ask them about these stories. But I think there's also an ask that you had, Janice. There's some boys over there, too, right? Yes. So we ended up calling this Tea Times at Bethlehem just for girls, just for girls from New Beginning Center. And now the, the boys are asking to come. <laughs> but this curriculum was really designed for women. And there is, right now, we're not providing... Um, as far as we know, there isn't anyone from Bethlehem providing services, and the boys would really benefit from having someone. And it doesn't have to be as formal as what we're doing with content lessons. It could just be spending time with them, playing games, visiting with them. It doesn't have to be the organizational thing that Janice has, <laughs> or it can't all be like Janice. But I look out and see quite a few of you that could help out some young boys over at LSS New Beginnings. And thank you to Thrivent. Um, the church hasn't even sustained any expense in this. Um, we've bought wonderful curriculum supplies. So if they go, and we never know when they're going to go, they've got tools to take with them. We've funded this with a few private donations, but basically Thrivent action team cards. So thanks to all of you who have applied for grant money for us to buy their curriculum. Thank you so much. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you for making a difference in our community. You're investing in the future. Yes. Okay, Logan, are you ready? <laughs> You're going to hold that mic up, right? Yeah. Okay. I want you to meet a delightful young woman. And again, some of you know her and some of you may not. She is a Bethlehem kid. Um, tell us your name and just a little bit about yourself, Logan. I'm Logan Snell. I'm 18. I'm a senior at Central High School. Um, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> I'm the Vice President of Student Senate. I'm involved in National Honor Society and Students Against Destructive Decisions. Um, outside of school, I dance and play piano. I work at the ARC as a dance assistant, and then I also work at Jones Drug and Kessler's Pharmacy on the weekends. Well, we're really grateful you have time to be here with us. Yeah, and I also teach Wednesday school. Yeah, usually school. she's here on Wednesdays, so thank you for coming this morning. Well, you have a big thing that you've planned, a very bold thing, and it's pretty close. Um, I think people would be very interested to know what is that you're, you've got on your mind that you want to go do. I am going to be going on a mission trip to Haiti this summer. Where is Haiti? That, it's in the Caribbean. It's kind of by Cuba. Yeah. It's one of the poorest countries in all the world. Yeah. And it might not even be the most safe place. Yeah, and it's... 
Not really. The southern part is kind of unsafe, um, a lot of riots, but where we're going, we're in the northwestern part. It's, it's pretty okay because there's not a lot of cars, so it's kind of hard to get up to where we are from where the riots are, so we'll be okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a country that was ravaged by earthquakes, I think, in 2010, and there are still people there that don't have safe places to live, right? Yeah, no, they, most of the people live in stick and much mud shacks. Um, there's no concrete flooring, they're just laying on dirt. So, yeah, what we're gonna do, we're gonna go in and hopefully lay some concrete floors, um, give food to the people there. Um, we get to help with a program that they do where they give goats to people and kind of teach them how to start their own business um, they can sell the milk and from the goats and stuff, and so they can kind of help them get out of poverty, kind of start a good cycle. How did this come into your mind? I mean, you're a girl from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Have you ever been out of the country before? Um, I went to Canada when I was a baby. Okay, Canada as a baby. <laughs> it's a little different than Haiti, Michigan. How did this even come up as an idea for you? Um, my boyfriend's brother went on the trip they had last year and kind of just kept in contact with the leader of the group. And so we had his contact and just kind of signed up, had one meeting with him, and now we start fundraising. Wow. And tell us the name of the organization that you're going with. It's called Many Hands for Haiti. If you guys want to look it up, it's mh4h.org. It's a website and it tells you all about what they're doing, what's going on, and I believe they're going to have a live feed of our trip when we go, so wow. you guys can check that out if you want to. Wow. Many hands for Haiti. You can look it up easily. Maybe, you know, after you come back and tell us all about it, we can yeah. put a trip together and take a bunch of people from here as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty is, easy. The organization is really good at getting people and really accommodating for short trips. As long as you have a leader and you want to go, you can contact them, sign up, and get get a date set and go to Haiti. There are, some, there are a couple folks from Aberdeen that are going with you, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people you don't know, yes. right? So you're really going, I mean, it's really a, you're stepping out in your faith. Mm -hmm. How do you think this trip will impact your faith? Oh, I think it'll impact it tremendously, just seeing um, what's got, what God is doing over there through Many Hands for Haiti, since it is a faith-based organization, and just seeing the world in a whole different light and yeah, serving like Jesus would. That's just awesome. Uh, again, many hands for Haiti. I believe Bethlehem is going to be doing a globe offering for Logan in the upcoming weeks to help support her. But if you want to support her, go fund me. And it's Logan with an E, L-O-G-E-N, Snell. Is that bold or what? Yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you all, ladies. I, I, I think we should pray for them um, before we have them go back. So let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the bold witness through the ages of women before us, with us, and who continue in the future. Help their witness inspire us as we live out our own baptismal promises to be your light in this world. We pray for Sister Kathleen as she lobbies in the state capitol for those that are voiceless. Give her strength, even when times are hard, to know that you are with her, and this is important work. 
be with Janice and Vicki and all of the kids that are at New Beginning Center. Let them have hope in, the, in these faces, in the, in the care that they receive. Help them to know that they are loved. Give Janice and Vicki the strength to, to carry on. And Lord, please watch over Logan as she travels far from home to be your hands and feet in this world. Let her witness help those in need, as well as transform her and her faith. Keep them safe um, and watch over them. Lord, again, we ask that your Holy Spirit would work in our hearts today to inspire us to find small or big ways to be bold and to live out our faith. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.